bone to pick with you, Chris Scully. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Which one? You're in for it. Yeah. Which bone? You're in a lot of trouble, mister. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I've had teddy bear picnic stuck in my head for a fucking week. <laughs> a fucking week because of you. Uh, I've just been well, walking around like I'm making a cup of tea. Picnic time for teddy bears. Well, the teddy bears are having a wonderful time today. Uh, yeah, well, if it's any consolation, um, I re-listened to our episode a few days later with, like, uh, you know, a lot of new insight on uh, the degree to which this was uh, planned and was, like, an inside job, like, with uh, the Ayana Presley panic button sabotage and, like, various other uh, pieces of evidence that have come out. And I was like, did I just apologize for a fascist attack? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no. And I was like re-listening to it and I was like, I'm trying to like thread the needle between, you oh. know, rightfully mocking and uh disparaging the these, you know, people who should be mocked and disparaged, but also like, you know, I'd say maybe a tenth of them are like serious threats. <laughs> and I was like, I don't I, I hope I didn't underplay how uh serious this actually is uh the escalatory um and organized uh use of political violence from the right uh you know th- to disrupt our you know democracy or like our general society and try to overturn an election like i was like oh man i hope i hope it didn't come off as making it seem like like a joke because it's not it's obviously not a joke Well, for what it's worth, because, you know, I obviously re-listened to it, too, in editing, and um, I didn't think that you sounded like you were turning it into a joke. I thought you were trying to, yeah, you were trying to walk a fine line, because it is ridiculous. Like, it is, (laughs) there are elements of it that are silly, um, but it's also very serious, and I I, I don't think that you uh, downplayed the seriousness of it at all. All right, good. Well, For whatever it's worth. Yeah, well, and then Um, I'll just feel bad for giving you that delightful earworm. That's really the only thing you have to apologize for, in my opinion. And, you know, I, what, what's uh, um, kind of uh, what's fascinating is I, too, listened to the episode. Um, now everyone knows how much uh, of your Iron Man guests are. And <laughs> yeah, we got our heads are, are, way are, up our own ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, we just, God, I just love our sounds of our own voices so much. Um, no, this is actually the first it's episode. It's literally my job to, to listen to the sound yeah, of my voice. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean. yeah. And, well, and I hate the sound of my voice. And this is actually the first the first episode in a long while that I, I have listened to it. Uh, note to aspiring podcasters: you do kind of have to do it because that's how it, the only way you learn what mm-hmm. what it is that you're doing is either good or bad. But yeah. um, you know, the uh, uh, um, it reminded listening through it. It reminded me, and I, I saw a few things on Twitter. Uh, a few enough that I, I can't. Um, remember a single one that to like actually cite them and give them credit. But, you know, it, it is worth remembering that, um, you know, the KKK in the first, first ra- round or wave of, of, of that organization, uh, immediately after reconstruction, uh, you know, did rely a lot on, um, uh, on being goofy and seemingly unimportant or, or, uh, unserious as, as a means of like rhetorical cover, right? Because mm. you can, you can, uh, be goofy and terrifying. And then when someone is like, uh, saying like, these people are out to kill us, you can go, these guys. And like, look at them. They, they, <laughs> yeah. they, they 
Yo, they, they gave themselves like the name of yeah, like uh, they're calling Supreme themselves Grand S- Wizards, <laughs> like, Supreme Cyclops, Exalted. Yeah, uh, yeah th- there was something that came out in Twitter the other day that was uh, so so Kyle McDonald, who is an artist and um, uh, an inventor engineer uh, type, very brilliant guy. I uh, I've been I went to college with him, and I was in a club called the Electronics Club, which was like this very like you know non-structured yeah nerd shit but you know kyle mcdonald's this in very interesting character he uh is like a hacker by nature in the sense of um figuring out how to reuse and and shape technology but he's like an artist and he has like a very social lens by which he looks at stuff so he ended up getting his house raided uh by the secret service because he took a usb stick and went around to an apple store and installed malware on all of the uh the the apple products in the store so that they would take a picture of people when a person was like using the technology and then it would interrupt everybody in the store's uh, behavior on the device every so often and just show them a like fast cut of all of these pictures that the machine had taken of them using it. And his, what he was trying to do is like sort of, you know, say like, you know, the, the, the stare that we give toward technology is like inhuman and like look at, at you. And also like, you know, technology can be surveilling you while you're surveilling it and like all this stuff. But he ended up getting his like house uh, raided. Um, and when I was in uh, college with him, he would just invent stuff like really good stuff really quickly. Like he made a 3d, uh, uh, mouse that used your hand using two pieces, three pieces of cardboard wrapped with tinfoil and an Arduino and like an oscillatory circuit or whatever. And he immediately had a 3D version of tic tac toe applet that he made in like two days. And Jesus I was like Christ. watching him like do it, and, you know. So anyway, he got so involved. they raided his house and then immediately hired him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> not not the Secret Service, but he's been you know involved in a bunch of stuff. Uh, did you guys hear about the parlor hack? That, that happened. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. It, well, ex- explain it first for, for okay. the listening audience. Okay. So I, I don't know too much about this. Spent about five minutes trying to get to the bottom of it. And that wasn't enough time, but um, you can look this up. There is this, uh, 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 a Twitter user called donk underscore NB, uh, who I believe identifies it with a uh, female pronouns. Uh, and so they, or she, um, uh, had, somehow like come upon the head coder for parlor being like a jackass on Twitter and having like a profile that said like, you know, uh, master, uh, keyboard warrior at parlor hack the planet and thought that this person was a chump <laughs> and went ahead and, uh, began hacking or like figuring out how to hack parlor, uh, and basically like archived something like, 80 terabytes or quadri terabytes or whatever some huge amount of data Um, so they put it on a thumb drive yeah well they 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 apparently used like multiple computers to download it all like as fast as they could before parlor could like shut it all down but it had just this amazingly huge data dump and so uh kyle had um gotten involved in uh doing geotagging using the metadata for videos that were uploaded on the six to parlor to try to see how many of them were uploaded from inside the capital and allow you know sort of the uh investigatory apparatus to you know look into this or whatever. And this was, uh, Glenn Greenwald apparently had come out and said, um, that, you know, parlor wasn't not a, uh, significant 
platform for the organization of this attack and got ridiculed for it because of all of the data that was dumped about how it was being used inside the Capitol by the people who, who broke into it. Um, Man, he is just like wrong so much lately. Yeah, but like, he's, it's almost uh, yeah, I, I, it's almost sad. Like, because I know, I know, he has a history of being an incredible journalist, but like. He just says a lot of dumb shit these days. Yeah, I, what... I, I think people are mostly mad because he is going on uh, Tucker. And I think that, you know, in his defense, he's basically like been banned from liberal media since he uh, came out uh, against Russiagate. Like, yeah. you know, ever since he's been like, yeah, this I is mean, a bunch I of bullshit. It, I find it mildly annoying that he continues to like because he is essentially giving Tucker Carlson a platform as much as Tucker Carlson is giving him a platform. And I find that kind of annoying. But I also find a lot of just his opinions to be on their face absurd. Um, Like, you know, his like complete like hysterical denial that Russia would ever interfere in Mm, anybody's mm, election. mm. Certainly not ours. Like, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, he's giving cover to like extreme right wingers when he says something like parlor wasn't, of course, parlor was a significant organizing platform for them. It's been a significant organizing platform for them since it's, since it's, it's origin. That was one of the reasons that it was created was because Facebook was shutting down these communities in which people were planning and organizing to go like beat the shit out of Black Lives Matter protesters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just idiotic for him to say something like that. But it is nice to have proof that of course, you know, it's it's sort of like proving something that we already knew, right? Like of course, you would have to be an idiot to not think that a great deal of the planning for this event happened on Parlor. Yeah. Where else are they planning it? Well, you know? well he, like, he was saying, you know, Facebook, YouTube, which, you know, a lot of it was being put out in the some open. Some of it, yeah. Um, but I think that the the point that I do appreciate that Greenwald's bringing up that doesn't seem to be bringing up uh, by mo- most people is that, um, you know, going ahead and effectively having the tech monopolies go ahead and destroy a competitor, Parler, over some type of self-righteous, you know, display of, like, solidarity against, you know... um, uh, Some, like, Johnny-come-lately shit, where you're just like, well, now that the president's going to definitely... Now now that Trump is definitely not, you know, going to leave office, we don't need to curry favor with him. So now we we feel really comfortable doing all the things that for years uh, activists have been saying, like, please ban Nazis, and they wouldn't do it forever... Until now, it doesn't seem as politically advantageous for them as it used to be. And so now it's just, yeah. boop, they can hit a button and now it's gone. And, like, we, they shouldn't get any credit for that. And it, and it is yeah. disturbing yeah. that, like, in the this entire time, we haven't come up with any democratic or, like, decent means of controlling social media in, in a way that, that prevents all the, uh, like, fascist speech from rising. And instead, we're just like, oh, good, thanks, Mark Zuckerberg uh, and Jack Dorsey for, like, just doing it for us. And I'm sure that will that, that problem will never uh, come up again, and I'm sure you won't ever use that on me sometime soon. Yeah, exactly. Which is to say that, like, they already have. Like, they've, they've been silencing left-wing people for, for years. Right, yeah. and, and and they'll continue to, and now now they seem to have even more carte blanche to do so. Yeah, I, I'm sympathetic to that to that cause or that, yeah, so, that argument. So, yeah, and and that's notwithstanding uh, uh, the criticism that Brittany's rightfully bringing yeah, up as well. Like, yeah, um, but but yeah, it's it's it it it's a sticky wicket. <laughs> as, sticky as, wicket, as they say. Yeah. 
Uh, but so, but so, so, so we we got away from the fact that like so yeah, Parlor um uh dumped a bunch of shit or like they they have really bad opsec and now there's like all these uh, um a- uh, hackers, including the one that you are acquaintances with, Chris, that are now like putting together these like uh, using like metadata from videos and and audio and 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 uh, images that like you can scrape it and now find like you know, like where things were posted and mm-hmm. by Yeah, whom. and part of what that project has done is dispel the myth that these were that these were largely people coming from a single region. Um because that was sort of a going theory for a while was that, you know, there there because we have we have yet to catch up with the mode of organizing mm-hmm. that now happens in the age of the internet. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were saying that these that the majority of these rioters must have come from the same geographical area. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, this this the the caching of all of this parlor data shows that that is not true. That they were mm-hmm. from all around the country. Um, and the other thing that you know, taking all this data has done is allowed us to know which parlor users were streaming or taking photos from in the capital itself. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, here's another problematic element of it is that now federal law enforcement can take that data and arrest people, you know, which like, again, okay, arrest white nationalists, arrest fascists, arrest Nazis, but like, also... Just further, I'm not. Even, it's not setting a precedent, right? It's just like further inculcating this practice mm. of, you know, the FBI and and other law enforcement agencies to use our metadata online mm-hmm. to put people in jail. So, yeah, it's crazy because yeah. normally Twitter is all millions and millions of people convincing themselves that they're stand up comedians. And this past week, like, it's been millions and millions of people convincing themselves that they're, like, experienced FBI informants. And they're just, like, you know, adding FBI to, like, every journalist and, you know, all this other uh, stuff. And And we'll get into some of that later on. Some very creative uses of that tactic. Um, I want to interrupt this broadcast with a brief message from our sponsor this episode. Um, We're going to play a short ad for you guys. Um, I would like to congratulate myself and the guys on finally nailing down uh, Casper mattresses. (laughs) So this podcast now sponsored by Casper mattresses. Uh, sleep on some cheap phone. It'll be the nice, cheap, nicest phone. cheap phone that you ever experience in your life. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're not sellouts. Um, it's actually uh, Eat Fresh, the new meal plan <laughs> that you can have delivered to your door conveniently every week for the low, low price of eighty five ninety nine. Listen, um, guys, so, you don't want to go to the post office. You want to go to stamps.com. <laughs> all right. You go to stamps.com. Go to the internet. You get some, you, you, you know, you want to use the email, but you want to use a real email. You know, you go to the email to get some real mail, and that's stamps.com. Use the internet to use real mail. <laughs> and last but not least, our fourth new sponsor, uh, Blue Chew. Uh, you know, like I know that. <laughs> Uh, I've never had to personally deal with any problems associated with this, but, you know, when you need that little extra something, you know, just reach for Blue Chew. (laughs) All right, all right, enough jokes, enough jokes. Um, The IAS, the uh, Institute for Anarchist Studies, is currently doing a grant program. So, um, and, you know, we have some uh, friends of the pod who are members of 
IAS, so we are going to play a quick ad that you can hear more about this grant program. I encourage you all to submit something and sign up for it. It's a really awesome opportunity to, you know, do some creative projects. So here you go. Hey, radicals, anarchists, and all of you liberatory leftists. Are you a podcaster, video maker, multimedia artist, or writer? The Institute for Anarchist Studies wants to let you know we have grants available for projects focusing on Black and Indigenous anarchisms, police abolition and alternatives, and mutual aid. Priority will be given to short audio, video, and multimedia projects that give foundations, definition, or further educate folks on the topics of Black and Indigenous anarchisms, police abolition and alternatives, and mutual aid. We'll accept proposals for written work, too. Priority for grants is focused on smaller projects and multimedia makers from underrepresented identities with financial need. A total of $1,000 in grants is available. For details and how to apply, visit anarchiststudies.org and click on the grants application post on our main page. That's anarchiststudies.org, anarchiststudies.org. Applications close January 31st, 2021. Spread the word and tell your friends. The Institute for Anarchist Studies, or the IAS, started in 1996 to support the development of contemporary anarchism. We give grants to writers and culture makers, co-publish books with AK Press, and publish the journal Perspectives on Anarchist Theory. Learn more about the IAS at anarchiststudies.org or find us on your social channels by searching for Institute for Anarchist Studies. So we are going to kind of heavy this episode continue on with the... um, with the Capitol Hill riots, just because there's a lot, you know, and a lot has come out in the last week. And um, I think myself, like a lot of other people, are finding it difficult to think really of anything else. Um, and also, also because in bonus each, episode. each individual, I just want to say, like, each individual um, story, um, no matter how contextual and, like, well-researched it is, is only a piece. And you really do have to take all of these stories and put them together to create like a really disturbing context that I, that like, yeah, just that's exactly no, right, David. Yeah. That just like yeah. nothing can really, um, you can't, you can't get that full picture unless you like grab all of these stories from different outlets and like talk about them as one continuous event. But sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On, you were about to plug our, uh, beautiful and extremely, uh, nice bonus episode. Well, so if you want to hear us talk about something that is unrelated to the chaos that has broken out in the last two weeks, um, you can find we're going to do a bonus episode. We're going to be talking about unions. We're going to be talking about uh, next door being racist. We're going to be talking about all kinds of different shit that is unrelated to this. So if you want to hear that, if you want to hear us talk about something else. You're going to have to pay us. Sorry. Uh, hold- I'm tired of doing a- emotional labor for yeah. you people. We're kind of holding you, know? you hostage, really. It's like, for as little as a dollar a month, you can get out of this uh, this emotional jail that we've put you in. And instead, <laughs> uh, listen to some slightly nicer things. Um, we're really, like, in, in, in this next bonus episode, we're, we're going to try to, like, sort of chart out, like, the, the new politics. Like, the new... Uh, um, uh, uh, battle lines that are being drawn that yeah. uh, don't sit very well with like the the left and right that we're that we're used to, and that now yeah. it, it seems like there's a growing solidarity. It's, and it's a good thing, right? There's like this growing solidarity among like workers of all stripes and all collars 
and this um, uh, political elite that is uh, bothering less and less with like trying to differentiate themselves between Democrat and Republican. And now, mm-hmm. now it's just yeah. sort of oligarchy. And, and it's um and they're being very brazen about it. So yeah, dollar a month will get you out of, out of uh, hellhole jail. <laughs> yeah, every crisis is an opportunity, and uh, you know, like uh, if you tune into the bonus episode, you'll see the silver lining that might be behind uh, some of these dark clouds. Yeah. So that's at Patreon.com/slash/Ironweeds. I'll throw a link in the show notes, and um, we hope to see you there. Every crisis is an opportunity for paid content. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. All right. All right. So what do we got going on? Um, this first one, this is Chris. You shared this with us uh, from Unicorn Riot. The building's yours. Search for clues in Capital Riot reveals a stand down moment. I think most of us sort of intuited this based on what we saw from the riots and like the video that uh, the media was taking and in what protesters themselves, I don't even know, not protesters, like uh, chuds themselves were taking. I just like the word chud and I just like referring to them. It's gender neutral. Um, (laughs) It has a political inflection, but it's not necessarily tied to a specific institution. It's such a handy word. Um, but there yeah. was this sense Ladies that the police... Ladies can be chuds, too. Go ahead. La- yeah. <laughs> Non-binary people can be chuds. Like, anybody can be a chud, if you only yeah. put your mind to it. But only only men can be proud boys. Yeah, well, did you see... Okay, quick, quick detour from what we're about to talk about. But did you see that they, I think this was on Parlor, created a, uh, like, a women's, it was like... Uh, women supporting proud boys or like something or like <laughs> yeah, proud yeah, women not proud, or something. Not proud girls. Proud, and yeah. the proud boys were like, no, this is a men's movement. You make your own thing. <laughs> You're not part of the proud boys. We're Western chauvinists. <laughs> we created Western civilization. We refuse to uh, apologize for it. Also, I got beat in while listening, listing all of my favorite breakfast cereals as a child. You didn't have to deal with that. So you can't claim uh, proud boy honor. <laughs> You just imagine uh, like a, like a shitty a, a, a shitty uh, a tree house that says with a sign that says Western civilization with the R's backwards. <laughs> 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 no girls allowed. Okay. Uh, uh, only, only like Roman gay sex in the in the bathtub. That's uh, it's in the bathhouses. It's that's, very manly. That's all it's that's allowed. Yeah, yeah, it's Western civilization. Is you know you know pegging. <laughs> No, pegging something. Pegging oh, requires man. women. Never mind. No, it's just it's just gay. No, men can that's, peg. That's Western civilization. Men can right peg there. each other. They can. Yeah, of Go course. Go and brush your shoulders thought, off. Isn't that just isn't that just gay sex? Well, gay man I mean, sex. Can, I don't think so. Do you, you gotta call it. that? Pe- I, I thought, don't know. I thought pegging was specifically You're women wearing considering... dildos penetrating their man. What about trans men? No. That's true. You're being okay. very uh, sex experts. Please write. Yeah, uh, right into us if you if you have a uh, a declarative take on on the capability of men to uh, peg dudes. If you're pegging, if you're pegging your bros, write in. <laughs> we want to hear about it. <laughs> I think a lot of us had the sense watching the footage of the day that the cops were not doing everything that they could to prevent the storming of the Capitol building, but now um, we have. Video evidence, apparently, that that appears to say that the police 
um, told rioters the building is yours. And I'm going to go ahead and play that audio now for you. We have the building. No, they're withdrawing. There's nobody else inside. What do you mean there's nobody else inside? We just extracted. This is the cops. The building's yours. Uh, it, and that's a cop saying that? I mean, the, it, the, whoever Sam said down. it literally said, this is the police. <laughs> yeah, so, like, it's weird, right? Because the, the speaker is not on camera. And we'll we'll post again this article in the show notes so you can watch the actual video and see what's happening. But in the context of these rioters on both sides of the steps and these cops walking single file down the steps, it certainly looks like a stand down, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, we should say that the, that these cops are, uh, uh, dressed like, like storm, like, uh, starship storm troopers. troopers. Yeah. yeah like they're, they're the starship only... troopers. <laughs> Fully which, armored. Which is yeah. the only image of cops dressed what I would call appropriately for the events of the day that mm-hmm. I've seen. Right, because most Ooh. of the time when we see the cops, except for some instances inside the building, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for the, the most like the part, all crushed. the cops, like the dude getting crushed, yeah, like all those cops in that scene were dressed in riot gear. But like all the cops that were outside, all the cops that were in like the lobby were dressed in just like normal blues. So it's very interesting to see these riot cops just calmly walking down the steps away yeah, from leaving. the building, leaving. Where yeah. are they leaving. going? Like, uh, are they going? They were extracted. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, just giving up. (laughs) Pretty wild. Like you, you'd think that if they were going to stand down, they'd at least like fall back. Like I don't know. It's 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 weird. It's like it's almost like they were you know going into the crowd to like take off their armor and like storm the capital. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like this article. Cops, cops, cops have tried harder to defend a Wendy's. Than the capital, like, like that is so it's so fucking weird. Yeah, right? is it like, like like in the BLM protests over the summer? Like they like the last man, like just like standing, just like like to the death, will defend this target. But like, yeah, or Portland but, but, with but their the U.S. capital is like, eh, we're we're done. Oh yeah, god, like the port- fence outside of the federal courthouse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the second somebody would touch it, it would be like tear gas grenades falling in from like four <laughs> angles. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is also the article that shows the parlor map, which I don't know if that's exactly the same data cache that you were talking about earlier, Chris. But um, I think this it's related, was yeah. This was collected by researchers just before they shut it down. And so this is how you can see that yes, it was people all over the country. Um. And, like, just the idiocy of people, like, streaming themselves, not just on Parlor. People were doing it on Facebook. They were going on Instagram Live, showing themselves in the Capitol building. It, it, there was, we'll talk about this article a little bit later, but there was one guy who had posted on Facebook who was like, I don't care. Show my picture. It's not like I did anything illegal. <laughs> like, bro, it was illegal for anyone to be in the Capitol building. Yeah, There's a big sign out is, front uh... that says closed to visitors. <laughs> Anybody who was in that space was doing something illegal, unless you were a fucking congressperson or you worked in the Capitol building. So, you know. It's just like the, we'll talk about this in, a, in probably next, but like it really shows that cops are just the stupidest people. It like you, it's it's long been said, right? That you have to 
you can fail an IQ test to be a cop by being too high on the IQ test. Yes, that's And true. like fuck IQ tests, like they don't really measure intelligence, yeah, yeah. but but like nonetheless, it just goes to show that cops truly are the stupidest fucking people. So that's where this video of the cops quote uh just extracted and the building is yours. It came from this uh, data caching. It came from this this uh, this project, and mm-hmm. you know all it was of the. To it was it was posted to Parler. Now Parler doesn't geotag its photos, but it does geotag its videos. And I saw, mm. I think, in this article, they say it's because the the platform is just not sophisticated enough to be able to remove that metadata from the videos. Mm. But um, so that's where this this data comes from is is primarily from the videos, but. Yeah, as Kyle McDonald says, um, Parler was incredibly irresponsible in not scrubbing this metadata. They scrubbed metadata from image, which indicates that they were aware of this problem, but too incompetent to fix it for videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he also so released uh, the the first frame of like 20,000 uh, videos put into a mosaic. He's like, yeah, we don't have time to look through all these, but... A lot of them are just people with flags. It's like all video, you know, likely of the event. That's fucking funny. All right. Now I have to open a private video so or a private window so I can read this Washington Post article. Because knowledge Democracy does not dies want in darkness. to be free. <laughs> Democracy dies in darkness, but it, it thrives behind a paywall. <laughs> Yeah. And and you know what else dies in darkness? Migraines. And uh so yeah, I appreciate it does. Uh, yeah. the, the the tactic. How are you I'm, feeling, I'm, I'm still yeah, I'm feeling good actually. Um, For the listener, David is coming on with a migraine, so he is uh he is in Discord video right now, just looking like an anonymous person, like literally like an anon. Just very yeah, dark it, and shadowy. It, yeah, yeah it, it looks like a, I'm I'm podcasting from an undisclosed location. <laughs> yeah, I, I I actually screen screenshotted this ridiculous like how ridiculous <laughs> I look and tweeted it like just now. Yeah, you look like the <laughs> Unabomber. Yeah, yeah, bit, yeah. I, I got I got that vibe. All right, so this is from the Washington Post. Um, Apparently, two people who were involved in the riots have told FBI agents that after they rushed into the building with the, like these people are fucking narcs too. God damn the the these shots are just like giving information to the FBI left and right. I mean, fucking anyway, they told an FBI agent uh, that one Capitol police officer shook their hands, gave one a partial hug, and told them both that quote It's your house now." Nito, the people's house, <laughs> the, the, the Chud house, <laughs> the Chud house. <laughs> um, Bauer, one of the men who who reported this, who recounted this incident to the FBI, said that he quote believed that the policeman was acting out of fear, which I don't really buy. Um, like, I mean, maybe like these particular cops are just like bigger pussies than other cops, but you see, like at BLM protests, people like throwing tear gas canisters back at the police and they're not backing yeah. down. Yeah. So, yeah, usually when you when you hear cops saying like I acted out of fear, it was because they like aerated someone in the back like <laughs> 25 times and they're like I fear yeah. my life. And just, <laughs> like, the way it's he was running like away from me was very suspicious and I was soda. scared. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. fear is the yeah. ultimate justification for both um action and inaction. It turns out fear It's very the, useful to just the, say that you're afraid. 
the cause and solution to all of cop's problems. <laughs> Saying you were afraid. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. Several Capitol Police have been suspended. More than a dozen others are under investigation. And cops all around the country are currently under investigation by their police departments for participating in this event. Um, a lot because of them, there so were a couple blatant. cops who like... It was so blatant. It was They were not trying to hide anything. Which David and I were talking about this morning... Um, is like just goes to show that like they've never had to face consequences for anything. Yeah. Well, the the, the consequences they most fear facing is dying, going to heaven, and having to talk to George Washington. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, that's that quote is from another article that I posted. But yeah, this guy says, um, "Let me get the exact quote here." Yeah, quote: If you died today and went to heaven, can you look George Washington in the face and say that you fought for this country? I I don't think I can. I, I, I don't I think, think I, I could either. I think I failed that test. George Man. Washington is going to be, uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but they got rid of St. Peter at the gates. Um, St. Peter's no longer manning the gates of heaven. Now it's George Washington. Yeah. He still has the slave teeth, though. Yeah. Yes, enough. of course. Yes. yes. Like, I just, one, imagine George Washington went to heaven. All right. Step one. <laughs> imagine George Washington uh, went who like walked around with slave teeth, like like extracted from black people, like you know, just like first that 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 guy went to heaven. Second, because he like organized a color revolution against the British crown because he didn't want to pay taxes on his slaves. Like like okay, so like, one, two that like yeah that you would that you would even get to meet George Washington in heaven. Like, do you really think heaven is like this meritocratic like horizontally organized world? Like. No, you're well, not going to meet George Washington in heaven, okay? Well, no, you're just not. You're, you're forgetting the fact that when he dies, he's going to be resurrected in the form with his tri-corner uh, hat. And yeah. like he's going to stick out like a sore thumb. George Washington is be like, ah, that, that's my fucking homie right there. <laughs> so, yeah, he's hanging out with the cherry tree that he cut down that also went to heaven. Yeah. I, he's, I, he's like, I'm finally reunited <laughs> with my, all trees my dad's go to favorite tree. Yeah, all see, trees go to heaven. See, I think uh, George Washington's more like Karen or the uh, in Greek mythology, um, the, the son of Erebus and uh, Nyx, uh, whose uh, duty it was to ferry over the river Styx um, the souls of the deceased. So I see him as, uh, you know, descending into the depths of hell, and he is crossing the Delaware. He, like, you know, dressed in that, you know, very classic pose. Oh, up, upgrades from crossing the Delaware to crossing the, the river Styx. At least it's not frozen over, you know. It's like now it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just very warm. And he probably water. gets Christmas off, I bet. <laughs> yeah, probably. Every day is Christmas. <laughs> in hell. This is uh, just like all I want for for Christmas is you playing over and over and over again while you work on <laughs> a hot baby. topic. Santa baby. Yeah, right? yeah, it's yeah, it's just Santa baby over and over again and you're working at an H&M and it's always like 10 minutes before closing forever, forever. That's hell. <laughs> oh my god, I'm terrified now. I'm going to go become a nun. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of these cops are currently under investigation not just for social media posts. Some of them wore gear with the badges or insignias of their home police departments. Beautiful. Which is so fucking stupid. It's so, they're just the dumbest people. 
Well, it's they're, they're just really the most entitled. They're they're very entitled, right? And yeah. It's like, yeah. It, like, yeah. like they it's can a, literally it, kill people uh, <laughs> that are sleeping in their bed, and they get desk duty. Like that's that's the worst thing that could ever happen yeah, to them they, is they get a get boring a fucking job. challenge coin. For, yeah, yeah, and then they, they get a challenge coin and a barbecue. And it's like that, and so like, why not do insurrection? Right? It's like, <laughs> like just yeah, out well, in the I, open. I mean, yeah. the, I I think that they're they're uh, they're justified in their presumption of not being held accountable by like the past. Yeah, and it's a flex. Yeah. it's a flex to be like doing a felony and uh, you know repping your police department while you're doing it. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, wearing your duty. cop hat, live streaming on Instagram, we- weird flex. felony. Yeah, yeah. which uh, you know, Chris has suggested this for a long time, and look forward to this, listener. We're just one day we're going to do probably like a whole episode of just like weird flexes yeah, yeah <laughs> or, or just like cre- create a, re- a reoccurring segment that's just like weird flex weird but flex okay. but okay <laughs> yeah where and, he- and here's the first one right here wearing your police department's patch while insurrection while doing an insurrection like yeah, <laughs> yeah. all right i want to read this one uh paragraph from this washington post article um Another court record unsealed Friday after the arrest of a Rochester, New York man named Dominic Pizzola highlights fears of what could have happened had the rioters reached the public officials formally counting the electoral votes. A witness told the FBI that after the riot, Pizzola said they would have killed Vice President Mike Pence if given the chance. It goes on to say the mob came very close to reaching Pence who was not evacuated from the Senate chamber until about 14 minutes after Capitol Police announced that the complex had been breached, which is wild. And like the other uh, Congress members weren't evacuated until long after Pence was. So you've now had rioters in the Capitol building for 30, 45 minutes, an hour, and they still haven't evacuated members of Congress. Yeah. Which is why all those motherfuckers are now either fired or resigned and replaced with somebody else. But yeah. But someone who is going to do the same fucking shit, because let's be I real mean, here, you know? Do you yeah. think any lessons were learned by the top brass of the Capitol PD that, like, next time they better, you know, ship up and fly fly right? Like, to be fair, there is a 12% chance that the next, <laughs> that the next cops will not do that. <laughs> uh, you know, I uh, actually do, and we're seeing now an unprecedented amount of... You know, okay, a couple of things. One, the FBI is going after these people hard. Police departments around the country are going after members of their departments that they know are involved hard. We'll see Mm -hmm. long term if there are actually any significant consequences for any of these Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. But it is quite remarkable. I I, I was not expecting the sort of uh, hunt for these for these participants to be quite this widespread. And there is currently unprecedented mobilization of, you know, Cops and security going to the Capitol for the inauguration. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But uh, I do think that they're under a lot of fucking scrutiny right now. And I I think that just might. You know, they were under a lot of scrutiny during this during the summer of of revolution as well. But Mm -hmm. that scrutiny was from like Black Lives Matter and MSNBC. And they don't fucking care about that. Like, Mm -hmm. The, the the transformation of Mike Pence as being like the most stalwart advocate for Trump and like the most loyal Trump flunky that had existed to being Brutus uh, was something that like I I should have seen coming 
But I did not. I did not expect the Chuds to be like literally on an assassination mission for yeah. the guy that has been providing, uh, you know, like cover and religious, uh, you know, justification for Trumpism <laughs> for fucking four years. And then in the last like week of the presidency, because he doesn't flex some non-existent political power to overturn an election yeah. <laughs> unilaterally yeah. he's given a death sentence by like the the trump loyalists like what the f- this isn't this is no longer a political project you know in the sense of like trying to enact a a particular agenda or set of policies or whatever like this is straight up a cult of personality and i think that we talked about that before uh on last episode so i don't want to harp on it too much but it's just like it's wild because you can tell it's a cult of personality based on the uh friend foe uh differential between all these people like flipping on a dime like yeah. completely yeah. arbitrarily and based on one person's subjective opinion well, you know, based on what I've seen so far, there are kind of three major demographics for who was at the rally. You have the Proud Boys, QAnon, and a lot of like right wing evangelical Christians. Um, and all of those have their own cult of personality and differing like factional agreements and disagreements. So I do think that there is more of a, I won't call it a political agenda than we might give them credit for just so happens that there are three major political agendas and you have like these you know pro-israel christians next to these anti-semitic proud boys next to these anti-semitic QAnoners. so it's like very kind of it's kind of a mishmash um but there are uh you know all revolutions have factions all yeah, true indeed all threats to government have factions there's never been like a united you know group who believes all the same things working you know working yeah. against a, a sitting government but though who who likes mike pence now <laughs> is it mother <laughs> is, mo- is mother oh, like no. the only person that still loves mike pence like re- really no, though like, like what who's left no it's like it's, it's, if, it's his diehard trump supporters he, he hate even, him yeah he doesn't even then hang like, out with his, his mom unless his wife's present well no that, well, mother, is mother, his wife. mother is his wife because he calls her mother yeah what <laughs> I miss that. I miss that. <laughs> so it's like a Buster Bluth type situation? A little bit, it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's a Buster Bluth uh, slash, uh, you know, um, uh, Bates Motel sort of situation. Yeah. What oh, are the that articles show. That was such that, a good show. That you guys pointed out that I totally didn't uh, realize uh, till this week was that um, they were raising legal defense funds preemptively. Like they were, they were. Basically, yeah, I wanted to talk about that next. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Go um, go right on to that. Yeah, one, sorry. yeah. Ne- ne- never a good way. Um, it's it's not a good good uh, uh practice for your legal defense. Uh, you can pay for the legal defense, but then you have to explain why you uh, uh assumed that you were going to break the law and need a legal defense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, BLM I know, did like, the same like thing. In general, but... <laughs> you, in general, you should have standing legal defense. In general, you should have le- standing legal defense funds for like a group do like ju- that does stuff. But if you're like, like, like we're gonna do something, and here's the legal defense fund for when we inevitably storm the cat. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. you're right. You're right. <laughs> so I do want to talk about this funding issue, and 
Part of the reason I want to talk about it is because, you know, as we were just saying with regards to factions and stuff, there have been a lot of folks wanting to argue that this was not very well organized, you know, Mm -hmm. that they just Mm -hmm. all kind of showed up and then they got, you know, uh, slept up in the moment. And they, yeah, exactly. And it was Trump who riled them all up. And, you know, if he hadn't said those things, none of this would have happened. We are now finding that there was a pretty vast and fairly well-organized network of these, you know, far right-wing people on the internet that spent weeks and in some cases even like a month or more raising money for the action. So on one online ride-sharing forum called Patriot Caravans, Patriot Caravans (laughs) for 45, um, more than 4,000 members... Caravans. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, more than 4,000 members coordinated travel from as far away as california and south dakota some 2,000 people donated at least 181,700 dollars to another site called wild protest remember how trump said (laughs) be there it'll be wild wild yeah yeah um the oath keepers which is oh go ahead well, is like run that number back. What like that they that they 100, raised hundred? It's one hundred eighty one thousand dollars. One hundred eighty one thousand dollars. Yeah. Yo, their money like, real good right now. Yeah. Well, so like this goes again to like what we were what we were trying to decipher on last episode about like what what it, are these like the the aggrieved white working classes or is it like a bunch of middle managers that are angry that their taxes are going to go up under Joe Biden. Right. And and we'll do an insurrection to keep them that way. Right. It's it, it, it there is increasing evidence. Like there's one thing in the in in our um, list of, uh, of of sources today where like someone is repping their real estate agency like, yeah. on, like on a live stream. <laughs> Like while well, they're like buy a house with with Jenna real estate or something, I was like, <laughs> like Jesus Christ! Like the yeah. like one one good on you. You know, like always be closing, right? Just yeah. like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, you the entire hustle. thing. Like you yeah, yeah, hustle. yeah. Just t- yeah, just t- turn the Magarelli into a boiler room. Just like s- keep selling. I'm sure there was someone selling Mary Kay products, like like in in the rotunda. Like, while this is happening, like, you know, Avon, just all of it. But at the same time, it's like, it, it, I think it, I think it, it, as more stuff comes out, we're, we're also seeing, like, how, like, the, the, the MAGA Q shaman guy is, like, demanding organic food in his jail cell and stuff, which also, yeah, like, all, all, pr- which they all, gave him. Yeah, which they gave him. All prisoners should get organic food. It's you know, true. Like, they should. You know, like like or, or like like prisoners organic should food get is bullshit, should, but whatever. should get better food. Well, they should get better. It's food, not a real thing, right? Yeah, they should get better <laughs> food. Yeah. They should get better food. Right? Organic but, food is not a real thing, though. Yeah, Brittany's an organic it's, it's truther inc- now. Yeah, yeah, but it's it, true. It's, organic it is not fucking a real thing. incredible. <laughs> there are it no is. standards. Anyway, whatever. Well, there's uh, standards that the government makes up that are uh, largely yeah. arbitrary. And yeah, they're supposed to trust the government keeps, to make food. Keeps, well, well, they're largely they're largely arbitrary, and they and they keep uh, small farmers out of uh, like a a very valuable uh, subset of the food economy. But yeah, they it's, still um, use pesticides. It's not like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so it's just it's incredible that um that we're we're just we just con- they're just constantly telling on themselves like where where they're like what social and economic class they're coming from 
So one of the chief sponsors of the rally, um, of many of the rallies that came up to before the riot. What did you say? No, sorry, sorry. I oh, said blue okay. chew, but but I was I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, is women for America first? Now let's remember, America first. Originally a Nazi slogan, like yep. the the American Nazis in the 1930s came up with America first. I didn't realize um, that. So women for America first, a conservative nonprofit. Uh, Amy Kremer who was one of the leaders of this and rose to prominence during the Tea Party movement. She started a Stop the Steal Facebook page on November 4th. More than 320,000 people signed up on that page in less than a day. But Facebook shut it down. Um, but they've raised a shit ton of money for these rallies and the and the um, January 6th riot. Uh, Mike Lindell who you all may remember from the very successful My Pillow venture. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Was also was also identified as one of the generous sponsors to the Women for America First effort. Um there was this Tampa guy who raised a shit ton of money as well. Um Yeah, just like a lot of very well coordinated like the tampa guy raised thirty thousand dollars from mostly large donations from other people this is a total tangent but this is also reminding me that um uh this uh veteran from my hometown miramar florida um uh ra- uh put up that fundraiser to build to crowdsource building the wall and kind of like, 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 I think it was like millions of dollars and then just disappeared. I remember that. And he hosed and was, everybody out of that money. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, God. And it's just like also, another one. And I can't, I cannot imagine that these bail funds are going to actually go to like helping anyone get out of jail from this. Oh, yeah. It's just definitely. all, it's just all grifting all the way down. And especially since like all, like Trump's probably going to pardon a lot of these people. Yeah, probably going to pardon himself too on his way out. Yeah, did you see though that if, Mike if Lindell? Uh, yeah, yeah. If he got if he got a uh, or did you <clears throat> did you see that Mike Lindell got a uh, uh, meeting with Trump where he had the papers that he was going into the meeting like photographed with like a zoom yeah. lens and it it, yeah. it, it it roughly translated to like, hey, you should enact martial law. <laughs> like, yeah. so the my pillow guy if uh if we end up getting martial law before uh j20 uh blame the my pillow guy <laughs> he really should have named his product something more respectable because now he just has to be like the my pillow guy who wanted to to treason with trump like it's, it's yeah. kind of sad honestly so i guess the reason that i thought it was useful to bring this up is to show that it's not as disorganized as a lot of people yeah seem to want to think that it is you know i think it's comforting to imagine that um this was not an organized effort but we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars that these people have been raising for weeks now for this event if only we could we could like get that kind of effort going you know if only all right so the last thing that we have to talk about on this topic is uh this These absolute American heroes. I know I shouldn't say that because they're snitches and snitches get stitches (laughs) no matter who you're snitching on. (laughs) Yeah, they're FBI informants. So, like, you know, I'm not going to, like, valorize them or anything because don't talk to the FBI. Don't talk to the cops ever. I don't care. Ever. Um, Ever. 
If you have some white supremacists to take care of, you need to contact your local Antifa super soldier and just get the job done, which we will talk about here in a minute. Um, But so the dating app Bumble had to it has a political filter and where you can put in your political meanings. I've never used a dating app, but that's I would use the hell out of that feature. Yeah, yeah an, an app should be structured around avoiding horrible dates. <laughs> like. <laughs> and horrible people. Um, but so Bumble has this uh, political filter, and you'll only see people who have your shared political beliefs. But Bumble had to temporarily suspend that filter because uh, women were uh, finding men in D.C. who were, you know, very conservative and basically catfishing them into giving them photographic and video evidence of them being at the Capitol riots, and then they were turning that information over to the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, a couple, it's, it's a couple hard, things that make this here. even even funnier, though. <laughs> <laughs> a couple things that make that even 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 funnier, though, right? Is um, so I, Bumble is the one where like women have to a woman has to initiate the like the yeah, chat yeah. right yeah and, and i'm imagining the maga chud that's on bumble what is that? <laughs> yeah total simp right he's gotta be just the biggest simp like what kind of soy boy does that i don't know that's very that's so weird no, no, I'm not uh, criticizing for our, for anyone that is on listeners. bumble to be quite to be quite yeah. honest i think i think it's a great idea and I, I yeah. kind of like it. And and if and if I were on any um uh, uh dating app, I I would definitely try that. But um, but that just really goes against everything I imagine a maga chud is about. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I want to like, say well, very you know, explicitly that like I don't think that all men on Bumble are are simp's at all by any means. And if you are not. a man or masculine person on Bumble, like you know, praise Good praise you. you. I think it's a great model for a dating app. But if you are like a hyper masculine, like far right wing misogynist, and you're on Western chauvinist, and you're on Bumble, like I don't know, man. That's you're sending sus. some mixed signals. <laughs> some, it's definitely some mixed signals. Yeah. <laughs> oh god oh man Um, all right well so uh bumble bumble shut the feature down temporarily because they said that uh there were many users okay it's not just these it's not just these snitches there are many users who are violating the terms of agreement by improperly using this political filter um but they have since reinstated it so um there's there's misusers on both sides (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh, all right well goodness. see we, incredible I, 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 I want to touch on another thing which is the the local home front of um this uh political uh you know uh tinder box uh that we find ourselves in yeah um this was something that i was briefly uh barely aware of uh at the time of the recording last week but i hadn't heard any uh good reporting on it neither nor did i see any of the video evidence but um on the same day of the capital siege on uh january 6th there was also a rally uh at the albany state house and apparently um there have been rallies at state capitals throughout the country as part of this whole stop the steal uh 
uh, fabrication that President Trump has been trying to do and, and create these rallies to try to overturn the results of the 2020 election. And at the one in Albany, um, there was a fight that broke out uh, when a proud boy attacked a uh, black man and uh, a scuffle ensued in which uh, two proud boys got stabbed, allegedly. Um, and I don't know, uh, you know, like how familiar either of you guys are with this. I know that we watched the uh, the video just before recording, but um, this is a can of worms. Um, and uh, one of the Proud Boys that got stabbed ended up having to go to the hospital for an eviscerated bowel. Um, and like, you know, having watched the video now like 20 or 30 times and trying to like sort of break it down frame by frame to sort of understand all of the players in the situation. It's still really confusing. Um, but uh, allegedly this, this person, Alex Comtempasis, uh, I think is how it's pronounced, um, is accused. I, I, of, I've always, I've always, he's always uh, introduced himself as Alex Stokes. Oh, so you, you, so you know this man? Yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm an acquaintance with him, yeah. Okay, okay. I've uh, met him well, at a couple of events, yeah. So in the video, uh, it looks like this person is sort of like watching from a distance, uh, what seems to be like a, uh, ever increasing agitation within a crowd. He, uh, comes up to, um, stand by the, um, the monument that the, um, protest was sort of, uh, centering around. And there is like this man with a dog who's like walking through the park and he comes up to these two people who are like, you know, at least exchanging fighting words and looking like they're about to fight. And when the man with the dog distracts the, uh, the black man, uh, the proud boy basically just sucker punches him and tries to like reach for his hair as well. And at this point, uh, the person identified as Alex in the video basically just goes in swinging, slashing with what seems to be a knife. Um, and, uh, in the scuffle, there's, uh, a couple of proud boys who, uh, beat a couple women. They like pull the shirt over one of the women's heads and basically like make her like partially nude and like hockey they style. They fiercely beat these women. Like it was, yeah. it's fucked up to watch. Yeah, it's fucked up it, to watch anybody beat another person, but like, yes. especially there's this very slight woman who like, yes, you know, gets looks like she's all of 110 pounds and they're just like kicking her. Yep. And hitting her with a flag. Um, and one of, I think that, that pro the, the person with the flag that beat that woman, uh, ended up getting cited for like, um, you know, like criminal mischief or something like really minor. Uh, whereas, um, two, uh, black lives matter activists, the, the one that was sucker punched in the beginning. Um, and, uh, another one who is completely not involved with the melee according to video evidence at all and we'll get into that in a little bit uh also were arrested but uh alex uh the person that is identified as alex in the video basically leaves the scene like immediately afterward um and uh i guess was tracked down by cops and uh like apparently you know just was surprised that he was getting like harassed or arrested. He's like, what do you mean? Like i was just defending myself in in a uh in a in a, in a melee. Um, and so looking at this footage, it's been like, you know, banging around in my mind and I've been viewing it from a lot of different angles and, uh, it's, it's come, it's complex, right? Because like on one hand, these people who were attacked by the Proud Boys at this rally were like greatly outnumbered. There was, I think at most like four people, including Alex that were on the BLM slash, you know, if you could characterize it as Antifa, you know, like, uh, counter protesters, you could call it. 
Um, and they then, are anti the fascists that are there. Yes. So I guess yes. you want to call yes. that <laughs> anti fa. You know. Yeah, they, they and then there's there's dozens of the uh, Trump supporters, uh, fascists, Proud Boys, uh, white supremacists, wh- whatever you want to uh, characterize there are them. Dozens as. of us. And, uh, and it, you know, in this, in that context, you know, like had Alex not been there, I don't know what would have happened. Yeah. Like Alex was uh, seemingly the only person that was really handling their own in, in the fight. And, uh, and was not know, involved in the, in the, in, in the lead up, the lead up. Yeah. yeah. Like was not an aggressor. Yeah, it does not instigate before... this at all. Yeah. It, it the only person who instigated like a... is a proud boy. Yeah, yeah, we have yeah. to underscore that like a dozen times is that the the person who threw the very first punch and the people who do the most punching, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, kicking women on the ground. As we, yeah, and kicking people on the ground, right, are, uh, surprise, the Western chauvinists, right? Like, the, is the, these proud boys who, who identify themselves proudly, right, with, by wearing black and now, like, since the the maker of that that polo shirt that they liked has basically stopped selling it because they they don't like <laughs> uh, proud boys right um, right they used to wear this collar this this black polo shirt with this like double yellow collar right um, and now it they've switched to basically a black and yellow bandana that they yeah. tie around their arms like an armband yeah and yeah. face you know because of COVID yeah yeah um, because they they, they, and they yeah, care so- about, about other people. But but I guess the the thing that's giving me pause um, here is just sort of you know literally from like a bird's eye view like the camera is viewing it all I can see that this is potentially like a step in escalatory and retaliatory gang violence that I could see getting really out of hand and uh, the idea of you know apparently there was like a taser that one of the proud boys had um i can't really see that in the video uh but as far as i can tell the only weapon there besides the flag that was used to beat the the woman in the face um uh was uh you know this person who's allegedly uh named alex uh, their knife and that the idea of uh bringing a knife to a fist fight is an escalation right but you know within the broader context of the actual melee like in the 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 outnumbering uh that was happening like i could see it being someone justified like you know it, it's a complicated thing but ultimately i guess the the gut reaction i have to the whole thing is like this isn't going to improve the situation which you know like i can only see this getting worse but maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe proud boys well, are gonna be I like mean, i don't want to go to all, the next rally because i don't want to get stabbed like or maybe they're gonna show yeah. up with swords <laughs> or guns or whatever you know it's like well, here's <laughs> here's the thing i've thought about this a lot over the years and i've kind of evolved on my position on it but like we can no longer hold ourselves accountable for their actions it's the it's far past time for us to think oh well if i do this then they might come out with more force we have to keep ourselves safe to the best of our abilities we have to move our political program forward we have to fight for our ideals we have to fight to defend the people in our community and protect them from these outside aggressors but it's you know it's it's sort of like um I, 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 how do I want to say this? I'm tired of having to think of all of our strategy and our tactics in terms of how, in terms of how the other side is going to react to react, it. Yeah. And the fact is, we can't know. We can't know. Because yeah. you know what? Their business is their business and their tactics are their tactics. And we are not privy to those. Um, and so, you know, what I saw in that video was a proud boy attacking a black man unprovoked. 
Yes. I saw a bunch of other Proud Boys riling up the melee, getting involved, start attacking women, start attacking bystanders. And I saw Alex, who had a weapon, come in and try to stop that attack and try to keep his comrades safe and try to keep the people who were um, who were not the aggressors, who were just defending themselves as best they could. He tried to keep them safe. That's my opinion. Anybody can watch the video. We're going to post it in the show notes. Um, and so you can watch and decide for yourself what you happen to think. I didn't watch it 20 times like Chris did. I watched it twice. And after watching it twice, I thought, you know what? Was it a great idea to start stabbing people? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. What would have happened if he hadn't started stabbing people? Like you said, yeah. we don't know. Yeah, who's to say? But those women were being beaten. Yeah, that and, one woman yeah. who was pushed onto the ground and had half of her clothes ripped off yep, yep. on a 30 degree day. Yep. And was being kicked by several men. Yep. And, I don't know, and, man. If I'd had a knife, I probably would have done the exact same thing. Well, I, I guess uh, I guess that's what hypothetically non actionable. <laughs> hypothetically, if you know. Yeah. Well, I guess that, that that's where where I'm coming from is like Alex at one point uh, seems to put the knife away or dropped it or, or whatever, and he handles business without the knife perfectly well. Like. I, there's a woman who's being beaten in the head with a, a flagpole, and you know Alex just runs and just sends the guy like 15 feet, just like he you does. know with a shove. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's just like, fuck, you know, this is horrible. Like, which is to say, violence is horrible. It's horrible that we have a divide in this country being uh, cheered on by the commander in chief uh, to incite actual violent acts in our streets and at our Capitol buildings. Like, this sucks. Like, I don't think this is good. And uh, I hope that it stops, which is to say, like, I, I, I'm all about peace, man. You know, like, hopefully we can f- figure this shit out and, like, you know, build a better world without uh, needing to fucking fight fascists in the streets. And then the question, I guess, w- would have been coming to is, like, are the Proud Boys rallying for a the, stop a steal, like a, a, a fictitious, fraudulent um, claim of fraud in the election process? The same thing as, like, Charlottesville? As like Nazis, like mobilizing, organizing in the streets and trying to form power to like, you know, uh, threaten and do violence to communities, you know, in our, in our country, like especially communities of color. Like, uh, and I don't know, I, 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 it depends on the day. Like sometimes I'm like, yeah, those are the same thing. And then on, on other days, I'm like, I don't know, these guys just look like fucking idiots who are believing what the president tells them. And, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't know, like I'm going back and forth about it. Yeah, it's it's like you have, like I, I, I don't think we should like. Who are we to give advice on on these sorts of things to people? <laughs> no, but, one. like the way right, but like the, the way, wrong people but, to give right, advice. But, yeah, yeah, but the the way I see it, with that caveat, the way I see it is that you know, like there are vulnerable populations. Like we're looking at Albany right now. Like within like a five minute walk of the Capitol are um, several like very poor neighborhoods, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, That are majority African-American, right? Um, And uh, if, and they should be defended, right? Like like they they need to, if something bad happens at the Capitol, like it's very easy for like, for chuds to be like, well, you know, while we're, you know, just generally causing mayhem, you know, like we might as well also harass like some black people that are just like living in their house, right? And so, like, there is a degree to, to which, like, you should, like, you know, maybe try to protect people. On the other hand, there is, like, you should also just be cognizant of the fact that, like, like are you going to, ele- like, increase the tension in a situation 
by say you know bringing a, a knife to a a a, a, a flagpole fight. You know, it's like like there's, you know, like it's um it's it's a really difficult calculus to make that I can't even make with the one that has already just happened that we're talking about, right? But there is there yeah, you do need yeah. to be like I think people do need to be very very thoughtful about about the 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 um very fine line that's also very gray between elevating. A, a um a situation like this right and and escalating it to something really um that that hurts uh people that should be protected and the very real necessity of like keeping fascists out of the public right because that is um uh, you know history tells us over and over and over again that if you uh let nazis if you let the fascists like take up public space they keep taking up more and more to the point that public space becomes very difficult to use because they yeah. are so um, uh, willing to use physical force to maintain their their control over public space. And because, as we just saw, the cops will give them the benefit of the doubt nine to, out of ten times. Right? Yes, yes. And so, yep. like, right? It, so, it, like, because mm-hmm. they, they are in league with them, more or less, if they it, are it, not, it, like... Yeah, they're, so, they're, they're so directly it, in league. Like in the Times yeah. Union article that first uh, talked about this, which is like this really crazy hit piece. It like it, it said that uh, allegedly, like the the Proud Boy who ended up uh, attacking that woman and pulling her shirt over her head and kicking her like when she was on the ground. That apparently he came up to Alex, saw that he had a knife, touched him on the arm, and said, "Hey, uh, don't stab anybody." And uh, according to this Proud Boy who uh, was reported in the Times Union, uh, Alex turned to him and said. I will stab someone. <laughs> like, which, like, which I don't sound like, believe. Nobody That's says that up. shit. Nobody says nobody that. Nobody says that. Yeah, and apparently, according to that same article, uh, that like the police were were uh, un- undercover police were uh, you know like at members of the the Trump supporters. It's like, oh, okay, all right, they're deep undercover, huh? They're they're yeah, waving Trump flags, deep cover, and like hanging out with proud and boys. Also, like, why wouldn't you be undercover? Black Lives Matter. Like, yeah. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. One more thing I want to say about this is I don't think it's fair to call this bringing a knife to a fist fight. They were outnumbered. They were outgunned. Other people there had weapons. I'm sorry, but a flagpole is a weapon. If you it's are true. bashing no, somebody in the face yeah, with true. it, it's yeah, a yeah, weapon. Yeah. And I don't really think that that's, you know, if, if, if we sent you, Chris, like as fit and strong as you are into a room with five guys who wanted to kick your ass, would we say, don't use that knife, Chris? That's inappropriate. Yeah. Well, see, you that's know? the thing. <laughs> is, I've, I've, I've been <laughs> yeah, in myself no, right. in, in Alex's shoes, right? Because like, I am sympathetic to, uh, you know, defending like the, the, the people who, who got, were sucker punched. Like, had I been there, had I been, I can't carry a knife on me at all times. I carry two knives actually. I have a leatherman on my on my hip and I have a pocket knife, uh, you know, clip knife in my pocket. Um would I, you know, use them? And I I got to say like my intuition is I wouldn't. My intuition is that like my 13 plus years of martial arts experience would just like cause me to go in there, you know, just fists and, and feet, you know? And and if I was business. on the ground and someone had ripped half my clothes off and was kicking me in the stomach, yeah, what would you do? I know, I know. This is the thing. It's like I probably would. would I'd <laughs> I probably don't believe send them... that you wouldn't stab somebody. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It. 
I think I'd probably, I like, I go to my, my, uh, my, my violent fantasy Jackie Chan scene in my head and I'd be like, all right, I, you know, I do a, a leg sweep. I can take on then, these, then, I can take on I, these 10 guys. Yeah. I do like a, a, a flying kick to that dude's chest. I'd turn around real quick and like do a back fist to the, the woman who's, or the guy who's beaten the woman with the flagpole, you know, but like the, the reality of violence is that it's sudden, it's chaotic and it's like over almost instantly. Like it, yeah. it, it's right. something that, you know, uh, having, you know, done martial arts for like 13 years, I've thought about a lot. I thought about violence a lot. And one of the things uh, about martial arts that's so amazing is that it builds um, confidence in your physicality and your capability while simultaneously building uh, humility. Because you, through sparring and, and training and everything else, recognize how easy it is to just like miss, take a step and like slip a bit and just like get laid the fuck out, you know, like that and how extreme the consequences of uh, what might seem like, you know, fisticuffs can be. Like you can fucking kill right. someone with punching yeah. them, yeah. just punching them, yeah. you know, like if, if their head connects with the, the concrete in the wrong way or otherwise, you know, like this can be a, a life altering uh, experience for not only the person that you are, you know, potentially hurting, but yourself as well. And like one of the things about, uh, you know, training martial arts for the last 13 years is it has like, you know, sort of <laughs> beaten out of me the uh, fantasy <laughs> of actually engaging in, in violence with people who I think, you know, deserve to get punched in the face you know like i i tend to you know, use violence as a last resort and i've only really had to since i started uh doing martial arts defend myself or others twice and you know both situations like my training came in handy and i didn't use any weapons um but you know like the the scenario you bring up brit uh of 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 literally seeing you being hurt like i'd be seeing red you know, like th- these things are, um, are scary. And I guess that's all I'm saying is like folks want to pop off, uh, or are popping off and it's a frightening time. And I was joking on Twitter, you know, saying like, I know a lot of people are anxious and, uh, uh fearful, but have you considered your, uh, maybe not anxious and fearful enough? And the joke there yeah. is to try to point out that like being anxious and fearful doesn't solve anything that like anything that's going to happen the next, you know, two weeks or whatever, in terms of retaliatory violence from the right for having an election allegedly stolen from them is going to happen regardless of how anxious we are. And so like trying to, you know, well, anxiety and fear are useful emotions. There's Mm -hmm, a reason mm -hmm. we've evolved to have them. They alert you to the level of danger and threat around you. um, And they help kick in your fight or flight response. And they help you plan for, the future, either the very immediate future, as in a cougar is like staring me down, or <laughs> you know, the future of like, oh shit, our crops aren't growing properly, or yep. you know, oh shit, it's the dry season and our our village might burn down. Like these are all like the reasons that we've evo- evolved to have these emotions is not just because you know God is a piece of shit, although that may also be true, but they it's are because hot old ladies be horny. <laughs> Sorry, you said cougars. <laughs> Was, that's where my mind went. We've Bonk. evolved. Horny for, jail. For... Bonk. <laughs> horny jail. Abolish all jails except horny jail and put David in it. Um, but the thing is, like, the reason that we have those emotions is so that we can properly plan and defend ourselves. And mm-hmm. fear and anxiety are useless if you do nothing to act on them. But mm-hmm. they are quite useful if you use them to inform, you know, your your future actions um, and goals. So. 
That's one of the reasons that I harped on last episode how scary this is, because we we should be afraid and we should take it seriously. That fear should inform our actions moving forward. And so it's very difficult for me to say, like, no, that guy shouldn't have stabbed those people because those people are a direct threat to our way of life, to our goals, to our aspirations, to our politics and to the safety of the members of our community. One last thing I have to uh, talk about on this uh, that we haven't talked about yet is that there was a third person arrested. Um, so the, the the person who beat the woman with the flag, not arrested, just given like a citation. Uh, but the three people arrested were two Black Lives Matter activists, one of which I believe is the guy that got sucker punched in the beginning. Um, the second person is named Alexis uh, Figuero, Figuero, I think. Um, and this person, if, according to the video evidence, was not present at all in the melee, did nothing wrong whatsoever. But as this person was approaching Approaching their car, which uh, I guess apparently like the Proud Boy MAGA chuds uh, had parked nearby him. So after the scuffle, a lot of them went to their car. And um, apparently there was like, you know, a cop presence either talking to them or otherwise. But as apparently he went to his car, he was tackled to the ground and put a knee on his neck. And they fucked up his face and his wrist. And he did nothing wrong. He wasn't charged with any, I think he was charged with like disorderly conduct or something or like resisting arrest or some bullshit. But uh, he is now facing a legal challenge as well, as well as having physical injuries uh, inflicted by the police. And according to the video that the police put out, he did nothing wrong at all. He was just walking while black in a reactionary violence, you know, space that had just happened and for that uh you know he was attacked and brutalized by the police uh and charged you know with a crime that he didn't do um and so uh yeah we're gonna put the legal defense links that we could find for this episode in the link uh for both alexis figaro and uh alex uh contum passes or however that's pronounced i apologize alex stokes is what he goes by yeah okay yeah um, yeah, and, and yeah, we we would uh, strongly encourage you to like you know you you've obviously listened to this episode so far you know follow those links, do your own research, and you know <laughs> just and you know just generally like come to your own conclusions about whether or not you think that um like you would like to support these people with with money to help uh figure out let you know get get um. Uh, a legal defense fund or something going uh, for them. You know, it, it, obviously this is a, a a complicated uh situation for a lot of people. Like like wh- you know morally, whether the, you know they they are pacifists or whatever. You know, like you should uh, uh follow your own uh moral compass on on like how to how to give uh money to this and and you know how to interact with it. Also, um, uh, just a, a pro tip life hack for for uh that this brings up is. Whenever I go to uh, an action of any kind, I park far away and walk to the true, he does. to the event. Like blocks, walk yep. blocks away because not only is your car a uh, a thing to identify you with that yep. you don't need to be like stopped at all. They can just find your license plate and now you're yep. identified, right? So if someone's following you, right, uh, whether it be from the state or not, right, you want to be. Uh, you want to, you know, just like make it inconvenient at least to get to the car. And two, if if stuff does start popping off, like you, you, you and it like happens around your car, now you can't get out, right? Yeah. So yep. you, you, uh, this is this is holdover from the uh, 
uh, my time at Occupy Albany, where it was like just it was a, a good practice that you did for a long time. Also, because it was all paid parking around there, so you want to go find <laughs> some free parking, right? Is it you know you go far, far, far away and, and park there and then walk in. It it it, it um it solves a lot of problems. Yeah. yeah, or take the bus if you can. Or take the bus, or or ride, ride your bike. bike. Yeah. yeah, if you're an Antifa super soldier like Chris, you ride your bike everywhere. Yo, bikes, yeah. bike life, punk as fuck. Um, all right, I don't know how you guys feel, but I could really use a wildflower right now. Yeah, baby, give yeah. it to me. Yeah. yeah, have you guys uh, been following the saga of uh, Joe the pigeon? You know, uh, I, I haven't I been following follow... it closely. Yeah, I, I only follow sagas about like uh, lady pigeons because. I'm a <laughs> <laughs> remember was it like the i think it was the mccain obama uh election where they talked about joe the plumber a lot so when i was yeah. re- reading that, joe, the, joe the pigeon i was like wait what is this is this a reboot uh but no uh apparently it the there's this pigeon that they found in australia that they were concerned uh came from america uh, because of a blue band around uh its uh you know front left um leg like uh i'm tired of this avian xenophobia they only have front legs yeah true (laughs) 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 or maybe maybe it's maybe it's the back one i guess i'm just looking at this picture where it's like you know putting its like tagged leg leg forward uh but yeah uh this this bird was uh considered a bio uh threat uh in terms of either like avian flu or um invasive species or uh, potentially even coronavirus um uh and people were really freaked out when they found this pigeon which um you know australia has like one of the most unique eco ecologies like in the world and has like very vulnerable uh habitat for uh invasive species and stuff so they they're really about their wildlife game over there and they were yeah. uh going to um uh euthanize this pigeon uh but they it got a reprieve hooray <laughs> so basically what happened was the pigeon was not the type of bird that would have that I keep wanting to say it's an armband, but really their arms are their wings. (laughs) Right. But it feels wrong to call them legs, but it is a leg band. It's an Um, anklet. Anklet, yeah. Oh, I like that. That sounds so cute. Um, So the the band was supposed to identify a racing pigeon of a very particular breed. This uh, pigeon is neither of that breed nor a racing pigeon. Um, Yeah, it doesn't work very fast That's fine, dude. Not everybody has to be a racer. It's all right. Some of us take it slow. And so once they discovered that the pigeon was very likely to be a native-born Australian pigeon, they decided that they would not euthanize it. But there was quite a campaign, quite a public campaign, including some members of their uh, parliament who were, like, fighting on behalf of the pigeon. Uh, Andy Medic called for a pigeon pardon for Joe. Should the (laughs) federal... And then Medic said, should the federal government allow Joe to live, I am happy to seek assurances that he is not a flight risk. Which seems like a promise you can't make. He's a pigeon. <laughs> Pigeon's going to pigeon. Flight risk. Yo. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I just want to point out that the AP reporter who filed this story, his name is Rod McGurk. Fuck yeah. That's a cool name. That is That's a great Rod name. Rod McGurk. McGurk. Uh, so McGurk. apparently, uh, 
they 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 dubbed the um uh the anklet uh counterfeit and uh said that it was uh, a fraudulent copy and i'm not exactly sure how they figured out that the tag was fraudulent maybe they did some uh, I don't, tag I, forensics yeah i don't get it i don't i don't get it at all like i know the carrier pigeon has been just... extinct for a while but like pigeons are like incredibly intelligent creatures that people have been wait using carrier pigeons commu- are extinct uh oh, passenger yeah. pigeon yeah yeah passenger pigeon has been extinct it, passenger well, pigeon. yeah and but apparently people still that... use pigeons to oh, carry yeah. stuff Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, it's just a, there was a a a, a type uh, which was a uh, native to the North American continent, um, and apparently when like you know the first uh, European colonizers and explorers came, uh, like oh right, they were delicious, right? They were delicious, and they were innumerous. And like I think it was um, the, like I went to the, in in Worcester. There's this thing called the Higgins Armory, which I think is still around. Maybe it got closed down, uh, but it was like this armament. And and armor um, museum in this like gigantic steel building. And they had this gun that was like a shotgun, but it was like three inch diameter, like shotgun. And they just load the thing with like a fuck ton of birdshot. And they would basically wait for like one of these uh, like clouds of birds that would just go across the sky and like basically like fill the whole fucking sky. And then they just like overkill the entire cloud by basically Jesus shooting Christ. like pounds of shots like up into the air. Yeah. Well, you know, people didn't always Don't, judiciously utilize their so-called uh, natural resource. Uh, but, but yeah, I get uh, more misanthropic every fucking year. I swear to God. But no, look, look, we're, we're improving. This pigeon got a pardon. Like the the justice system is working, uh, one pigeon and, at a time. Yeah, na- and nature is healing. Um, and so you the know. arc of justice is long, or no, the arc of history is long, but it bends toward justice, pigeon, yeah, pigeon. justice. <laughs> so uh, I, it, this also made me think of: uh, Do you guys ever see It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I hate that show. <laughs> I, 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 I know that's I, a controversial I, I, take. David yeah. really likes it. Uh, I fucking hate uh, it. W- w- What's the 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 main uh, actor? He plays the dumb guy. What's the the dude's name? Uh, Mac. No, no, oh, the no, other no, dumb no. guy. Oh, oh, Charlie. 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 Yeah, Charlie Day makes yeah, the Charlie actual Day. show or yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, Charlie Day on that show uh, claims to be an expert in bird law, and so I was thinking about <laughs> oh, a bird yeah. lawyer getting involved <laughs> yeah. in Australia and uh, getting a reprieve <laughs> from uh, lethal injection. My client is innocent of these charges. He's a native-born <laughs> Australian pigeon. <laughs> for some reason they throw in at the very end of this ap article uh that time that johnny depp and his ex-wife brought smuggled their yorkshire terriers pistol and boo into the country oh yeah i remember the government threatened to euthanize his dogs yeah they got (laughs) well yeah because it's fucking serious to smuggle animals into australia the cane toads have like destroyed huge swaths of australian yeah those fucking cane toads man it's a biblical and, um, plague. You, you you had you had to review so many essays about the cane toads. David, Chris, did you ever David in, taught... in, in your in your undergrad? Did you ever have to take intro to STS and watch that uh, cane toad documentary? No, Chris? I never got to watch any real documentaries. I did take uh, STS uh, for my undergrad. I took like I think two or three classes uh, in it, but I didn't watch the cane toad documentary. David's class assigned the Cane Toad documentary and then made all the kids come to the writing center to have their essays 
to, to get consultation on their essays. STS used to do this all the time. And that's when I learned that RPI kids have horrible politics. Horrible. Because STS is constantly trying to get you to engage with these, you know, like the politicized elements of technology. And mm-hmm. they would come in. One of the professors in STS suggested a fucking uh, uh, poll tax. Not a poll tax. A poll, a poll uh, test. Yeah. A poll test to make sure that only smart people could vote. And these kids would come in and they'd be like, yeah, poll test. Sounds like a great idea. Holy shit. And I'm supposed to tell them. Showed, shout out that, te- that their professor is wrong, that like this yeah. is horrible, that it's yeah. racist, that it was yeah. literally part of Jim Crow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. When I, uh, <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I TA'd that class and we got to that part of the lecture and the uh, self-published book that Ned Woodhouse would uh, put out, he um, uh, I, I would just um, tell them that they're getting a pop quiz. I'd be very serious. I'm like, it's time for a pop quiz, guys. And they, you know, them being, you know, like uh, Striver RPI students, we get horrified, right? And uh, and I would give them a poll, like a real poll test, like from <laughs> Alabama or something. Did and they pass just be, it? No, everyone failed. Everyone failed miserably. <laughs> These those poll tests are impossible. Like they're, they're meant so to be impossible. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, and, and so after after that, and they're all like crying. I'll be like, okay, guys. So that wasn't a. <laughs> They're usually not crying, but they're they're hyperventilating. They're they're scared. Um, I'll, I'll be like, okay, guys, actually, that wasn't a pop quiz. That was a poll test that real people had to take in order to vote, and none of you, all of you, college educated kids, would not pass it. And so, imagine yeah. if you were a sharecropper in North Carolina and you could read, but like you know, were never allowed to go to school. Um, do you think you would pass this? <laughs> He also oh, in that man. book confidently asserted that Iran had nuclear weapons. Yeah. Which is that just on its so face bad. not correct. Like Yeah, oh, maybe this God. guy shouldn't have been a SCS professor. I don't know. <laughs> He's one of the one of the oldest. Yeah. He was a nice guy, but Yeah, he was an alright guy. Yeah. Oh, man. So we've gotten a little far afield of Pigeon Joe, but um we just want to give a hearty congratulations to him. On his stay of execution, we hope that he is, uh, I don't know if he's been released back into the wild again yet. Apparently the guy who found him, found him in his backyard, like emaciated, um, and then nursed him back to health, but then couldn't catch him because he could fly. Got healthy and Um, and flew away. Who's a flight risk? And so it says in the article, I believe that now the pigeon spends a lot of time in that man's, um, let's see here, it says. The bird spends every day in the backyard, sometimes with a native dove on a pergola. Oh, so maybe he's found love. Oh, I actually you know can't what? tell the difference between pigeons and doves because they, there's they, not they, really. Yeah, they look the same to difference. me. Yeah, like, they are. They pretty much are like the same species, I think. Yeah, maybe they they create hybrid, non um, uh, uh, fecund um, offspring. That's that's the difference between species and uh, and cl- close <laughs> for <fecund. laughs> But yeah, that's yeah, that's what species inter- is, right? If like, they can interbreed, if their children can have children, then they're yeah, the same species. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I remember that from uh, AP Biology. All right, I think that'll do it so for us today. Do um, like they do on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I I want to give a quick plug um 
there's an audiobook I've been very much enjoying that's on archive.org. It's free. Um, a charming, uh, you know, man with a British accent uh, narrates it, and it's called the Murray Bookchin Reader. Uh, and we Murray Bookchin, I think, has come up on a couple episodes that uh, we've had, or I think it may be live yeah. streams. Like people have uh, reached out and talked a lot about um, sort of a lot of the the themes that we talk about being pretty central to a lot of his writing um, uh, from anarchism and oncology to, uh, you know, uh, trying to somehow synthesize um, the leftist traditions of the last uh, centuries uh, into something that can apply to an American context. Um, and I've been very much enjoying it. So uh, yeah, just uh, Google Murray Bookchin and uh, the reader and on archive.org, you can check it out and uh yeah, I think I'm, I don't know if it's going to tie in directly with any episodes, but it's definitely informing a lot of my thought these days. Um, I've always meant to read some book, Chin, and I never have. I just we have never. Some, we have a post-scarcity anarchism uh, yeah. on bookshelf. It's just well, never made it to the top of my list. If you're like the uh, the post-literate um, uh, new flesh that is too wired to sit down and read a book uh, like me, and you would rather have a book read to you, uh, then check it out, because I've been enjoying it a lot. And, uh, you know, I'm probably going to be wanting to engage with uh, both you and other listeners on uh, topics around Bookshin's writings. That's awesome. Um, check out the IAS uh, grant fund. Um we will link, I'll link to the link with the link. I'll put the link in the place where we put the links um, and you can check it out and hit us up on Patreon. Thanks so much to all our new patrons. Welcome. We love you so much. We do. Um, yeah. And writers. if you, uh, if you came to Dollar us, month, through, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we, uh, we got a nice amount. And if you, um, if you came to us through any of those, uh, tech related podcasts, like, uh, uh, this machine kills or, uh, tech won't save us then um you, you you'll probably like the bonus episode that uh, will come out with next which is has a lot to do with uh unionizing and like the co- cross solidarity between white and blue collar workers and uh, and and we'll talk a lot about next door uh, and we're gonna talk uh, about next door yeah, yeah which yeah, is gonna be fun yeah your 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 racist neighbor's favorite <laughs> <laughs> I love next door. Our most of our neighbors aren't racist at all. A couple of them, but most of them aren't. It, it, well, that's because y'all go against the grain, and it's, it's why we love you. Uh, yeah. But I, I also notice a lot of people are uh, adopting or transitioning their uh, Patreon support to the um, Reaction uh, Plus Ironweeds tier on our Patreon, uh, Patreon for seven dollars a month, and uh, that's a great bargain. Because uh, Reaction is an incredibly well-produced, uh, researched, uh, scripted, and incredibly well-edited um, uh, podcast about the reactionary right that I incredibly enjoy. And it is a soul Aww, work thanks, Chris. Uh, by Brittany, and it's worth every dollar that um, you can spend on it. And uh, yeah, highly recommend the bonus. Yeah, the bonus episodes for, for that are some of the best. Chef's kiss. The bonus yeah, episodes it, are very fun. They're usually yeah. like a little bit, uh, you know, off the beaten path. They're kind of um, try to make them interesting. Yeah, and, we're and, currently and, on. And, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I was going to tell you. I was going to say what you're on now, but you you do. We're currently, we, I don't know. I am currently doing <laughs> a, it's a four-part series on um, fictional depictions of terrorism after 9-11, which I kind of came to like in a sort of roundabout way. I knew I wanted to do something with media and I'd been wanting to do something about like the war on terror. And I figured like I would just smash those two things together. So that's what I've done. Um, The most recent episode is on Fox's 24 in which Jack Bauer 
tortures some double folks. defeat. Yeah, they torture. <laughs> he tortures a bunch of bunch of people, um, and saves the day. So, and uh, I learned I learned something like really interesting about Kiefer. Is it Kiefer? Keith? Ke- Kiefer Sutherland. Yep. Okay, Keith Sutherland. Kiefer uh, Sutherland. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Oh, Chief, okay. <laughs> Chief, <laughs> Chief Kiefer. Yeah, the Chief Kiefer, um, uh, Kiefer McWeed face. Uh, I learned something. Uh, learned something really interesting about him on the the uh, um, on that on that that episode about twenty four. You should check it out. Do you want me to say the interesting thing about him? No, no absolutely you gotta not. Check it they out. have oh, to okay. hit you, you to, to get the podcast to find out. Yeah, have, there are a lot of subscribe. interesting tidbits. You know, the, I, yeah. I'm trying to do this series, and then I'll I'll shut up about this. But like, I tried to do the series in a way that it's not so much about the TV shows or the films themselves, but more about how they interact with the political context. Um, and so, like, you don't have to see the you don't have to have seen the TV show to enjoy the episode because we're it's it, a lot of it's about you know the politics of its production and the politics of it existing as a piece of media in the world and what the implications are for, you know, the way that we fight the war on terror. So hot shit. And yeah, it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> no, no, no so, one has taken us up on the $20 tier where uh, you get to yell, at, you us yell at us for <laughs> being the problem. <laughs> Known as taking on stuff on me. It's true. Uh, well, I didn't make the tier. Maybe if I made the twenty dollar tier, people would sign yeah. up for it. Yeah, well, make the twenty dollar tier, and for twenty bucks, you can email us at all, all at all, all hours of the day and night, uh, and pretend that we are actually the source of all political problems. Okay. All right. 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 <laughs> well, until then, you know what? yeah. Why don't you go ahead and try to find us on Twitter? Ironweeds Pod. Find us on Instagram. Ironweeds Pod. Uh, send us an email. We love hearing from you at ironweedspod at gmail.com. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Peace.